I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. What is up, Vibe Tribe? It's your boy, Matt Havis, back in again with the Dental Student Vibes podcast, and today we have a hot and fresh interview out today with Dr. Caroline Clarisme. Dr. Caroline Clarisme is here to discuss all things uh, dental finance, how to build generational wealth. That is huge. So tune in, let us know what you think, and vibe on. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes podcast. I'm Seth Kalish. I'm here today with Anthony and Cole, and we have a very special guest, Dr. Caroline Clarisme. Dr. Clarisme is a dental entrepreneur and a debt repayment strategist. She is a graduate of Tufts University School of Dental Medicine and a former clinical instructor at the Boston University Henry M. Goldman School of Dental Medicine. Dr. Clarisme, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for the nice intro. Thanks oh, for yeah. having me. Absolutely. Good to see you. So how is, uh, how's everything in Boston? It's pretty good. The yeah. weather is getting a little bit warmer, so that's nice. Mm -hmm. um, it's sunnier, so it, it's good. Right. So how is, uh, what, what's the COVID-19 situation there? How is that kind of affecting everybody right now? I think it has affected everybody. Um, in Boston, pretty much a lot of things had to shut down, even public transportation, which is what we're pretty, I shouldn't say known for, but it's pretty nice to have the train in Boston, Boston. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty slow. Everybody's kind of scared. But I think yeah. gradually we're going to go back to some kind of normal, some kind of normal. Right. Have they opened, like, uh, I know in Florida they opened uh, restaurants, like just the outside part. Have they done that in Boston? Exactly. Yeah. Just the outside. And I think maybe yeah. it's safer to do that. Mm -hmm. So have yeah. some kind of social distancing. Right. Mm -hmm. One thing we can't wait for is when they open the gyms. That's going to be big time. You I know, know what I mean? I know. It's been yeah. a while. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Clarisme, um, I thought we could dive into some of the topics you discussed uh, before that could be very useful to our listeners and that they have a lot of debt, as do we, a lot of student loans to repay. Yeah. So let's just dive right into it. So 
how can we pay off debt and eventually create generational wealth? Yes. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. So I graduated from Tufts in 2011. Um, and I remember after graduating, I was very bitter, angry, frustrated, confused. I know you guys shouldn't be hearing that, but it's true. <laughs> um, because I, they kept telling me that I was going to make $250,000 upon um, graduating. And that did not happen. So I was very angry and frustrated and confused, asking myself, how am I going to pay all that? So I came out of dental school with about $250,000 in student loans. And I had to figure out how to pay all that off and create wealth at the same time. So I talked to a few dentists and they suggested that I um, join a health center, um, which is what I did. So I joined a health center for two years and that helped a lot. But again, all that bitterness and the way that I was very angry, I had to change all that. I had to change my mindset. So that was the very first thing that I have to say was the biggest thing to do was to change my mindset. Mm -hmm. And I read a bunch of self-help books. Um, I had a bunch of affirmations that I had to keep telling myself. I had a huge vision board in front of my bed. Oh, we got those too, yeah. <laughs> they help <laughs> with a bunch of affirmations. Um, and of course, writing down my goals, that was very, very big. I would say in 2016 or whatever it was, 2015, I'm going to pay off my loans, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had a goal because if you don't have a goal with a date, it's just a wish. So it's very important to have a goal, a written goal that you look at regularly because everything starts with mindset. Um, everything in life, really. Mindset is first, and then second, your actions. So first you think about it, and then you act. So that's what I did. Um, so even like all throughout um, my time here at the health center, I just tried to stay positive, saying that there's going to be an end to this very quickly, very soon. And something that I learned, so I took the salary, it was $94,000, which is very low. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was not going to help, but I took it anyway. And the only reason why I took the job at the health center is because I, they have a loan repayment program that they offer. So I was offered $25,000 for, for, for the first year and then the second year, which is $50,000 total, which helped a lot. Of course. So I did that. And something else about being positive, I had an, a dental assistant approach me one day and she said, oh, Dr. Clarice May, there is a, um, an opportunity where you can do exams for military members, where they'll pay you $1,400 for the weekend. I'm like, of course I'll come in. So I, was, um, I, was, I had a full-time job at the health center, and I had a loan repayment, which is $25 per year, and then I had that other job. So I had three, pretty much three wow. sources of income. So it's very important to have more than one source of income, especially with the, this pandemic. I'm sure you guys realize that you need to have more than one source of income. Right. So I did that and I really, really helped. And then after the health center, I did academia. Um, I worked in nursing homes, private practice, and all that helped. But I never had one job. I always had more than one job. And I invested at the same time. And all that, four and a half years later, I was out of debt. And it's the best feeling ever. It's so freeing because I can do whatever I want, literally. There's a pandemic out right now, and I'm not even concerned about finances because I'm out of debt. Because whenever you're in debt, usually you are anxious. You don't know if you can right. pay it off. You don't want that kind of stress. So I was able to pay it off quickly with some strategies and able to invest aggressively now. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that, I mean, that sounds awesome. So you said around 200, 250 in yes. debt, right? Yes. 
-hmm. So we're all at about, I don't know, 400, 500. I'd say that's probably the average now. Yes. And I know uh, somebody that just got accepted to dental school that reached out to us. They said that they're going to be ending with 650 and that's just dental school. No residency. That is so crazy. That's a lot. Because when I was teaching at BU, it was about 400 other students were um, graduating with. Mm -hmm. And for, if you went to Endo, it was about 700. So it's going up there. Um, right. But again, just, I have to say the strategies are still going to be the same. But at the same time, it's very important to invest at the same time because you don't want to spend 10 years of just focusing on paying off your loans and then you start investing them. It's going to be too late, you know? Right, right. But if you think that you can take three years to pay off your loans, maybe you can put off investing, but mm -hmm. you need to invest too. Okay, I mean, you brought I up some... I can you more about that as well. Yeah, yeah. You brought up so many great points that I want to dive into, okay? So mm -hmm. first of all, let's just go back to mindset. So you said you got to have the proper mindset just got to go for it and you got to i guess part of the mindset would be having discipline right yes to, to stick to paying off your loans right yes absolutely. um and you said write down your goals and i love that you said a goal without a date is just a wish that's yes. a great one it's true i love that yeah yes. it's nice and i would literally it would be so i had a large vision board mm -hmm. and in one side of the vision board i would have nice images of stuff that i want to accomplish or that i don't want to manifest i'll have nice pictures of a nice honeymoon or a nice vacation that I want to go to. Mm -hmm. And I will have nice sayings like, I'm, I love myself, or I'm good at dentistry, I'm good at pulling teeth, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And at the another corner, I will have a goal. Like, this, those are my financial goals. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make $200,000 this year. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to, actually, even more specific by that, I'm going to make $200 by December 21st, 2020. Right. You know, that's how specific you have to be. Awesome. Okay? And I think and it works. Go ahead. I was going to say, Dr. Clutisme, I love uh, in your Facebook group you have, so that Facebook group you have is for our listeners out there, it's from six-figure debt to generational wealth. And I really like in there that you spoke of, and it's along that discipline line, and it's something that a lot of dentists, you know, don't do right when they come out of school is they don't go and buy that big boat. They don't go and buy that big BMW. And I know you posted that post in your group about, you know, when you got out of school, you didn't buy a BMW, you didn't buy a Mercedes, you didn't, you know, make this huge investment right out. You did a smart choice of, you know, buying a car that you could afford that got yes. you from point A to point B. Maybe yes. it wasn't what you wanted then and there, but it was more rational. Exactly. But you know, the good thing now, I can buy a BMW, Maserati cash if I wanted to. That's what <laughs> happened when you get out of that, you just start accruing like wealth because you have the compound interest. So it's possible. It's possible. It just takes it don't time. Like Twenty years. It just it happens quickly. So right. Can you um give our listeners a little bit more information about that Facebook group? Sure. So I started that group in last year in July of 2019. So it's called From Six Figure Debt to Generational Wealth, and pretty much I help and coach doctors and pre doctors to get out of debt and create generational wealth. And it's not just about getting out of debt. It's about the wealth that you can create generations for generations, you know? Right, right. And I think so far, a lot of people love it. It's been very inspirational to a lot of um, doctors. I always get great, great feedback from it. Awesome. I think Cole is a member, so he knows. Yes, I, I did. I joined because, I mean, and I like that. It's, it's something that we try to do in our Facebook group that we have too, and we like to emulate. I love that you emulate positivity and mm -hmm. not just, you know, all your posts are not just about like, here's what you can do. Here's what you can you know, yes. hope to achieve. There are a lot of, you know, here's a nice inspirational quote to get you through your day. Here's something mm -hmm. kind of like your vision board you talked about, which I love. Good, good. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, one of the other things um, I want to ask you about is the books. You mentioned reading a lot of books um, and, you know, whatever other resources. So what, what were those books and other resources that you found to be really valuable? Um, some good books that I think anyone should read. Um, there's The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. The Fastlane Millionaire, that's by M.J. DeMarco. Mm-hmm. He's very, he's different, but I, I love the, his message. I really do because he does a different kind of millionaire. Does the fast lane and then slow lane. We've all been programmed to be slow lane millionaires. We go to school, we go to college, we go to professional school, dental, medical school, and then after that we have a four one k, and then we start investing. You know, it doesn't work like that. If you want to be a real, to have real wealth. And he right. talks about that, the fast lane millionaire by MJ Marco. Mm-hmm. And Be Wealthy and Smart, that's a very good one. Be Wealthy and Smart by Linda P. Jones. And Fake and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill, that's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, that's a good one as well. And I read a few, yeah. Wow, so many, that's good, yeah, that's great. <laughs> And that's interesting that you brought um, brought up the slight edge because one of my mentors, um, that's like his go-to. He even has it in his PowerPoint when he goes and you know presents really? and speaks. Place. He puts that on the on the PowerPoint. Yeah, Dr. Barrett. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Dr. Barrett. It's yeah. a powerful book. It talks about habits. You know, uh, I mean, it doesn't just talk about habits, but for me, that was very major because sometimes you, we don't realize that little habits just can give you you can just do bigger stuff, you know? Right. Just going to the gym for 30 minutes, an hour, mm-hmm. in a couple of months or a few years, you're going to see the difference. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think we just want the results now. Right. So we don't do the smaller habits, smaller habits, smaller right. habits, you know? I think awesome. with, our, with your patients, you will see that too. They'll have issues flossing every day. But if they do, they'll see the difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smaller habits, small habits. I mean, it's easy. Yeah. And I think that's why that's why they don't even do it. They're like, that's easy. I just have to brush and floss. No, let me drink, just drink some soda instead. But, yeah. <laughs> that's <what I> <laughs> yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. Um, any podcast you like podcasts, you like uh like Audible also, um Audible books, anything like that? Um, I I listen to podcasts. I love investing in real estate, so I listen to um real estate podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um there's one with Michael Blanc that I like a lot. And of course, there's bigger pockets. That's very. That's like the bigger pockets. One that's the best one. I listen mm-hmm. to it too. And Be Wealthy and Smart, the lady who wrote um, Be Wealthy and Smart by Linda P. Jones. She has a nice podcast mm-hmm. as well. And but again, really say that I listen to those a lot. And mm-hmm. I have. and I think whenever you want to accomplish a goal, it's good to stay focused and just um, have mentors. And there's a thing too. Having mentor doesn't mean that you have met the person. Sometimes you can have um, an author or someone who's having podcasts to be your mentor as well. You're just listening to what they're saying and taking their advice because mm-hmm. they've done it. They've done the work and obviously right. it worked. You right. Know? And that, I think that's a great point that you bring up. Like you don't have to be in uh, actual contact. Like you can still learn from people over a podcast, through a book. And they essentially act as your mentor. Exactly. And that's the great thing about the 21st century social media. You can be in touch with people that you would never imagine. You know, exactly. Look at you. Like we're doing right now. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> Wonderful. I love it. 
Love it. Which is awesome. But okay, so Dr. Clearsme, let's let's take a step back. So our listeners kind of like the big thing is all of them are wondering, you know, they're going to eventually be in our shoes. They're in our shoes now. Mm-hmm. What are the key strategies that you could recommend to them and to us to getting out of that dental school debt? So like, what's the first step? So the first step, believe it or not, the mindset. You have to have the right mindset. I like if that. you are greedy, if you're angry, bitter, all that is going to show when you're seeing patients. So it's very important to have the positive mindset. And to always believe that there is enough patience for everybody. There are enough cavities to fill for everybody, for every dentist. Really, don't have the mindset of scarcity. No, there's abundance. So mindset is very, very important. Really, it's the first, first thing. And the second thing, so like I said, I coach and help doctors to get out of debt. And I teach them too about what they call the, what I call the debt strategy insurance. So it's very important to, especially if you're married, um, to have or have kids to have a um, life and disability insurance. And because you have to protect yourself and protect your assets, especially now again, this pandemic is teaching us so much. There's so many doctors who unfortunately passed away and leaving their kids or um, significant other behind. So it's important to have life and disability insurance. And also to know where your money's going. Um, I always use a budget sheet or I use um, some kind of app. Usually I use Mm -hmm. mint.com to know exactly where my money's going. Um, Because that's very important. Again, to me, that's a strategy. Like you need to know where your money's going. And something else that I teach um, the doctors is to have the different methods to get out of debt. There is the debt snowball method which mm-hmm. is when you list your debt from smallest to largest, and then you focus on the smallest one. And the debt avalanche, which is when you look at the highest interest rate, and then you pay that off first, and then you move on to the next highest interest rate. I actually did that. Actually, I did. So whatever I'm telling you, I did it all. Mm-hmm. But the debt avalanche, I did that with the loan repayment, when I got um, the huge amount, I just applied it towards the highest interest. Because let me tell you, with the debt snowball, you're gonna feel very motivated. If you want, if you're that kind of person who wants to be motivated, that's the option for you. For the debt avalanche, you're probably gonna be a little bit discouraged. You're gonna get distracted. You might wanna go buy something else because when you, whenever you put the payment towards the highest, it's because usually the highest interest rate, again, that's what I see with the doctors, Usually with the highest rate, you have the highest, a big amount of loan to. And when you try to attack that, usually it takes forever to go down. So usually when you start with the smallest amount of debt, you see a faster result. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. And also I tried, so after trying those two methods, I still wasn't satisfied. So I came up with the debt snowball on steroids. (laughs) <laughs> so why did they? So again, I list my debt smallest to largest, mm-hmm. and then I focus on the smallest on the smallest number. Whatever the minimum was requ- that was required, I always pay that off. But I always put something extra. If I had another hundred dollars, two hundred, whatever it is, I always added that the same day that it was um, required the payment. In addition to that, every two weeks. I would be on the phone with Sally May, which was my loan servicer, and I would call and say, please apply $700 towards my principal. I would actually call them. I wouldn't be on the computer, click, click, no. Actually, we'll call them and say that. And that was very important 
mm-hmm. to actually say to apply the payment towards the principal because usually it just goes towards the interest and you don't want that. And usually we try to, well, I guess when, when I say usually people, some people, they try to put um, one payment, one big payment a month or something extra. It's good to do every two weeks. Sometimes more, even more than that if you can, okay? And like I stated earlier, I had the military job, so I, so I used that amount for the every two weeks payments. So that helped a lot. Um, and at the very, very end of my debt repayment journey, I refinanced my loans and that was the best thing ever. I was able to go from 7.9% to 1.9% with a local bank. And for the listeners wow. who don't know what refinancing is, it's pretty much when you go to a local bank, or actually any bank, but usually local bank, that's what's recommended. And then they pay off your federal loans and then they give you a private loan um, with a brand new schedule and a brand new interest rate. The only thing to keep in mind is that you have to make sure that you are going to get qualified or approved for the refinancing. A lot of people, they refinance, they don't get approved because they don't think that they will get denied, but they will, they can. If you have a credit score that's less than 700, do not try because they're not gonna approve. Um, almost like you're not gonna approve. If you're at 680, maybe, but I would, I would say if you're 700 and up, you should be fine. If you have any, if you're in any IBR or any kind of repayment program with the government, that's not for you. If you have defaulted on your loans, that's not for you either, because they are very strict as far as the repay, the refinancing process. Um, so to recap, those are the strategies that I used. Again, the mindset was the first thing, and then debt strategy insurance, making sure that if something were to happen, I have the life insurance, the disability insurance, and some cushion money too. Because unfortunately, death is part of life. You might have um, a death um, during your um, debt repayment journey. When I was repaying my debt, my dad passed away of cancer, right? You know, and I was like really in gazelle mode or whatever you call it, trying to repay the loans and then boom, that happened, you know? So that was a little setback, but thank God I had some cushion money to help with that. Okay. So mindset was the first one, debt strategy, insurance, and then the methods, debt snowball, debt avalanche, debt snowball on steroids, which is what I came up with, and then refinancing your loans. And of course, investing too, because it's good to invest. And when I say investing, it doesn't mean go buy a rental property, even though you could, some students, they do that, or some dental residents, they do that. They buy a multifamily property. They live in one unit and then they rent out the rest and then they can get the money from those units and then pay off their loans. Some people do that as well. Um, or you can do crowdfunding. You can go to any website, Fund, Fundrise or Realty Mogul. There's so many where you just need $500 or $1,000 and you just see that, look at that money um, pretty much accumulating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dr. Clarisbe, you are dropping knowledge bombs right now. <laughs> This Absolutely. is so much information. Oh, I'm glad Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. So I got some questions for you, of course. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the refinancing. So yes. a lot of, um, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot of reps that come into schools and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them want or suggest that we refinance right out of school. Mm-hmm. So um, I think a, a, a typical situation for a lot of students is you get that uh, six months uh, period where you don't have to pay back, right? Period, or, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, or it might be 12 months depending on situations. Um, 
but then they say like, should you refinance like right out of school or after that 12 months or, so what do you think about that? Refinancing is not, so when you're refinancing your loans, they become private loans. You don't have the benefit of the federal loans. So let's say that if you have refinanced your loans in February, right now you would still be paying your loans because you wouldn't have the break that Trump is giving until September 30th, 2020. So it's very important when you refinance to make sure that you have some kind of income to keep paying your loans. If you're not sure that you're going to have steady income, do not refinance, okay? Wait right. until you are financially stable and able to be able to pay those loans. Because mm -hmm. banks, private banks, they don't play like, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't play. That's right. No. Okay. I think well, that's a great point. Yeah. Don't, so don't do it, especially the situation we're in, right? Yes. Make sure that you can pay. And something else, when you're refinancing your loans, the payments are always going to be higher because the point of refinancing is really to get a lower interest rate. So automatically, usually the amount that is required, the minimum payment is going to be higher. Meaning let's say like for federal loans, if you were to pay $1,800, and that's just an example, if you were to pay $1,800 a month, after refinancing, probably it's going to be 2100 so you have to be ready for that jump and every month to be able to pay that. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Okay. Um, also, uh, a big thing that we always talk about on the podcast is uh, going into private practice ownership. And so let's talk a little about that. Um, first of all, should we pay off our loans or should we establish some sort of liquidity, maybe $50,000, which would normally be like a 10% of a 500K uh, loan or business loan, right? Um, should we do that? Should we throw more money at our loans? And also, how does refinancing play into uh, getting that uh, practice loan? So I always think you need to have some kind of liquid liquidity. Something else about refinancing, because it gets a little bit complex for refinancing. Banks, usually, they like to see money in your bank, okay? In mm -hmm. your bank account. Right. When you're refinancing, because they're going to get all in your business. They're going to want to see your W-2s, your bank accounts, your retirement accounts, everything. And they're going to want to see some, some money in your bank mm -hmm. account. Um, so definitely some liquidity. Um, when, I think it's always better to focus on the student loans first than the business loan. Um, some people are going to go against that maybe. But one of the reasons why is student loans you can, it's either you pay them or you it's going to be there, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and usually their interest rates are so high, so it's better to focus on those, refinance those, and then after that, focus on your business loans. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how about somebody going into private practice or, or buying a private practice? How would that work with, um, would it be better to throw more money at the like, I guess you could do like IBR, like, so you'd have a lower initial payment um, so that you could put more money away for like in a cash account or something to have that money um, to show the bank for the practice loan. Mm -hmm. Yes. See, he knows his stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's a All good right. way to do it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, what, what questions do you guys have? Uh, I wanted to talk more about the prior practice, but you kind of covered that. Okay. Um, I just feel like it seems like you're, you're getting pulled from both ends, you know, like you want to start your life and you want to start your family and start buying stuff and, yeah. you know, really experiencing what it's like 
to live that lifestyle that you've been working towards, but you have that other, you know, preliminary obligation. So I feel like it, it sounds simple in theory, but I, I just think there's so many other factors that can tie into you getting caught up in kind of like a, a whirlwind of what to do. I know. And a lot of it, it depends on what you want. It's very important to know exactly what you want mm -hmm. so that when you start getting those jobs, you know what to say yes to and no to. You have to be focused, know what you want. Because for example, if you want a job in a private practice or if you want to own your, your own office, sometimes it doesn't make sense to start a job in a health center, you know? Mm -hmm. So right. you have to be focused, know exactly what you want. And sometimes there's some CE courses that you should be investing to as well. Um, so all of those things are important to your success in, a, in owning a practice. And when I say CE courses, um, it's important as well to take um, some CE courses that um, focus on practice management, not just actually clinical um, topics, I should say. Mm -hmm. Okay. So which, which CEs do you like? Or have I like you found the ones well-known. Gordon Christensen, Frank Spear, mm -hmm. Nash. I like the brand, the known ones that everybody knows, you know? Right, right. Like I'm sure you know every lot of people that went to Dominican Republic to place implants. Mm -hmm. Those are known ones, well-known ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I think it's better to, because some of them, they'll be on, they'll be on a pricier side, almost $10,000. So you yeah. want to go to CE course where people have been going for years and they're happy with the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to a uh, a Dawson course in St. Petersburg. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was Dawson, it was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so those are like the clinical ones. Are there any? Do they do business? I like they spirit, do. They And do. there's also one in Texas that does mm -hmm. it. Um, I forgot the name for now. Is it Breakaway? One. Yes, Breakaway. Scott yes. Luna. Yeah. That's a good one yeah. as well. Right. So Very would you, would you suggest uh, students while they're in school, see, this is, this is always, a, everybody has a different opinion on this. Would you suggest students while they're in school, apply their student loan money to pay for CEs and get that student discount? If you are sure that's the route you want to go to, go for mm -hmm. it. If you are sure, because sometimes you might graduate and say like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. You know? So you have to be sure. If you're sure, go for it. Yes. And I know some people would go against that, but if you are sure, if you mm -hmm. write it down, you're like, you have a plan, definitely go for it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I think cool. it would be wise to invest. Yeah. I think it'd be wise to invest in some of those business ones, like you were talking about and just practice management, because regardless of the specialty, definitely investing in your future like that, because we all know this, you know, you guys know this and everybody else that's listening, that's a dental student knows this. We don't get a lot of business exposure in school. Um, and we want to be the best clinicians, but also the best business people as we possibly can be. Yes, absolutely. And again, that's the thing. The purpose of debt is to create wealth. A lot of us don't think of it like that, but it's true. So again, the purpose of debt is to create wealth. When you are getting your degree, your dental degree, the purpose of it should be to multiply the money to be able to have some kind of wealth. When you're buying your BMW and you get, you take out a loan to buy your BMW, you are building wealth. You're not buy, building the wealth for you, but you are building wealth for the car companies. That's how it works, okay? So whenever you are taking out a loan for a course, school, formal education, whatever it is, or real estate to buy a house, it has to be able to be, bring you wealth. If it does not, that means that you're not utilizing that debt 
adequately. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that I shouldn't use my student loans to go to Key West over spring break? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We got that coming up in two weeks. We got all our finals next week and we got a, a week off. So, yeah. But, um, okay, cool. And, you know, I, I totally agree with what you said. Um, one of the uh, doctors I used to work for, he said, uh, Dr. Richard Collier, shout out, Dr. Collier. Um, he said, dental school is like, well, he paid like 200000 for his school as well. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's a $200,000 uh, investment with a return of $200,000 yearly pl or plus, you know, for the rest of your life. Exactly. So what a, what a great uh, investment. You know? Yes. Yes. Some people might discourage you and say that it's not worth it. It's too much money. Again, as I said earlier, yes, it's good to be very good clinically, but again, think of it like that. A lot of dentists were doing the same procedures, but we're not monetizing dentistry the same way. A lot of people, they are very good in business, but sometimes you can learn um, about business skills or practice management skills. I think those CE courses or there's so many videos on Facebook or Instagram that will teach you those things as well. But I still believe in formal education, meaning CE courses. Right, right. Awesome. Dr. Clearsman, you have given us so much great information. Thank you so much. You're Can welcome. you give our listeners um, your contact information, any way to reach out to you, a little bit more about the group, anything like that? Sure thing. I mean, I'm inviting all of you guys to join my group. It's on Facebook, From Six-Figure Debt to Generational Wealth. And you can reach me by email address as well, kaolinclerisme at gmail.com, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-C-L-E-R-I-S-M-E at gmail.com. And awesome. I'm very approachable. I'll definitely reply. She is. Wonderful. She's very polite, very kind, and very <laughs> inviting. Thank you, Cole. You're That's welcome. Great. All right, Dr. Clarisme, thank yeah. you so much. Thanks um, for having me. We absolutely. appreciate it. We're happy to have you. All right, Vibe Tribe, it's Matt Havis again. And I'm hoping you guys really learned a lot in this interview with Dr. Carolyn Clarisme. Now, give us your feedback, comments, concerns. You can message us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Give us a follow. Give us a like. We love to hear the feedback. Let's make this the best podcast we can for you guys. And until next time, vibe on.